Hey there, reviewers. Welcome to your Saturday morning review. Today, we'll talk about Tulsa King. Should we stop Kang Dynasty? Let's watch some previews and our review of Netflix's number one watched show of all time, The Night Agent. Remember, we can see you when you're sleeping, and we definitely know when you're awake. So let's lurk. Hey, Scott. Hey, Willie. Happy freaking birthday. Oh, thank you. For the I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, many, many wishes. years in a row, uh, uh, it's, it's, we, we, we compare Scott to Jesus. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and much like in real life, I just came a little early. So nice. Nice. Like today? Whenever you're listening to this show, Lurker, yes. <laughs> and for everyone else, happy happy Christmas. Happy, Merry Christmas. Ha, ha, Merry Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> I I I like I don't know what to say. This has been a week where I struggled to watch anything and everything. Um for those of you who weren't aware, you're not on our socials, you're not getting the updates. I've got a dog in the other room. Don't tell Bree that I'm just going to let her be for 30 minutes. Just don't tell her. I mean, everything that you asked for, really, you got. Santa came early all over the place like that trending video. <laughs> was it ready? <laughs> but you got married. You got a house. You got a dog, which is a fur baby. Kind of a kid. Yep. You've got a picket fence. I don't know if it's white, but could be one day just got to trick somebody else into painting it like that book this is a good year for you and for us this was a big year it there was a so we did so much uh sky you got married this year i did you know what are you talking about i didn't want to make it all about myself but uh thanks for noticing what else what else did you do you didn't buy a house this year no did that a few years pregnant back. I don't know. What Did that a few it? years back? <laughs> Depends on when you're listening to this episode. So we'll see. We'll see. But Willie, it sounds like you have a lot of going on right now. And yeah, sounds like you're stressed. Yeah. Maybe, just maybe, like your dog over in the other room, you feel like you're in a cage. You're in a prison. Of my emotions. <laughs> well... Don't worry, my friend, because one day you're going to get out. And when you get out, you'll notice that things have changed a lot on the outside. Just like our main character on Tulsa King. Quick preview. Tulsa King is Sylvester Stallone on Paramount Plus playing a mobster who went away for 25 years, gets out, and uh, gets kind of sent off to lovely... Tulsa, Oklahoma. I've never been there, so I don't know if it's lovely or not, but I, I'm assuming. How bad can it be? Where he is kind of excommunicado from the rest of the family. And then a lot of cool stuff happens. Willie, uh, if you're a fan of mob movies, if you're a fan of gangster movies, if you're a fan of anything having to do with law enforcement versus the mob, you got to check the show out. It's quite charming. It, it looks like... 
it just watching some of the preview here, like it's produced by the same people that made Yellowstone and The Sopranos. No spoilers, but it gets going almost right away. So there are no episodes where it really takes time away for story building or anything. It does that while the action builds. I felt myself feeling like, oh my gosh, I have to watch the next episode. I have to, I have to really get through this to see what happens, to see how this story ends. I don't know if there's going to be a season two, but for what it's worth, like as a show, everyone highly recommend check this out. Start watching now, this is, today. Is Stallone uh, in the FBI or the gang? What do you think? I think he beats up on lots of people. <laughs> right. So he's in he's in law enforcement. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Uh, speaking of jokes, we just stopped making. Hmm. <sighs> Buddy, it happened. It finally we all predicted this. Everybody knew Kang is dead. Allegedly. There was some rumor going around that um, Ryan Gosling is in negotiations to join the MCU. <laughs> Everybody was assuming, oh, he's going to be Kang. <laughs> Dude, they need to recast Kang as John Boyega. If the Kang Dynasty actual title of the movie has anything to say about it, there might be no Kang Dynasty. There will be no recasting of Kang. He just might be wiped clean by uh dr doom or somebody else they yeah. just got the rights to because better better idris elba of course naturally <laughs> but but yeah the kang dynasty is now just called avengers 5 it's gone jonathan majors is fired legit contract destroyed he is no more it it makes sense Right? No, nobody's so complaining. I I don't want to talk about like the the stuff he did outside the of the movies because we're idiots. The reasons. Disney has a business choice to make and they said, hey, we're done. We're going to cut ties. Now, if you look back at his work in the MCU, do you think it was good? Do you think he could have been that tentpole person to build this phase around? I think Jonathan Majors... If he didn't have the life outside of his body of work, mm -hmm. we would be praising him on the levels of Hall of Fame type of acting. Because he was that good in almost everything that he's been in. Which is a shame. It's a shame mm -hmm. that he just made these choices that led to this result. And it's really too bad because uh, I was a big fan of his. What do you think? What do we think is next? Because I, I think both of us are feeling a little MCU fatigue at this point. And so is this a bad thing for the future or is this a good thing? If we're talking about the publicity machine that is Disney, it's extra credit for them to spin a new tale to say, hey, maybe you guys are tired, but we've, we've kind of got some fuel in the fire now. And now nobody knows what's going to happen. So... The talking heads, like yours truly, can just kind of assume that something new is going to come out now, and we can guess and speculate to our heart's desire until something actually does come out, maybe next year or at the next D23, Comic-Con, whatever, we'll actually get some panels where they'll talk about it and do a cool reveal, and everybody will mm -hmm. be re-energized with this pause. 
But uh, what's his face? Who came back? Iger said, we're just going to slow that train down anyway. So I feel like this is going to be a, a, a really cool boost in the future that we all just don't really realize right now. I think it's a good thing. I, I don't like the direction they took this current phase. And and whether or not you liked the work of Jonathan Majors, whether it was, you know, he did good work. This is also an opportunity for Disney to pivot and do something different. Agreed. Last week, we watched some trailers and gave our opinions and our thoughts on them. We're going to keep doing that. We've got a couple new ones. We're going to start with The Spaceman. Just like you, I fled my planet. Ooh, spooky. Through galaxies, through black holes. This is not what I was time. expecting from an Adam Sandler trailer. And then I found you. Oh. Can't even tell it's Adam Sandler. But it's rated R. Listen, I I don't know exactly what we just saw there. That was a really short trailer. But I'm into it. It's it's starring uh, uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what did we just watch? What did we just witness? We've got Adam Sandler, Paul Dano, Carrie Mulligan. And the synopsis is an astronaut realizes the marriage he left behind might not be waiting for him when he returns to Earth. Desperate to fix things with his wife, he is helped by a mysterious ancient creature he finds hiding in the bowels of his ship. An ancient creature? Okay, so that's got to be what Paul Dano's playing. Right. Heinous, the voice. He's playing the voice of this person. His name is what? There's... Uh, I don't, H-A-N-U-S, anus, anus. <laughs> they hate us because they ain't us. Let's give a prediction really quick before we go into this. Does it go from rated R, serious, uh, kind of this ominous, dark sci-fi film, or is it a comedy? <laughs> It's a musical. That's my prediction. This is a musical. You're doing a musical? Uh, I'm going to go with Rated R because he gets to swear finally. He gets to actually swear and say he says the F word twice, and that's the only reason it's Rated R. It's all for hype. It's full frontal penis with a bush so you can't see it. <laughs> oh, man. I saw this. Uh, I saw this video about an astronaut who talked about what it's like to poop in space and to practice. Have you, have you seen this video? So yes. Oh my God. Tell me about it, please. Tell me. They, they practice on land here uh, on the earth by going into a simulated toilet where it has a little mini view screen. Cause all it is is a hole and you have to practice getting your hole to eclipse the other hole so that you know, there's perfect tubular suction. I don't know. <laughs> but, do, they, do they make different sized holes for the different sized holes? I don't know. I think it's uh, it's, it's probably kind of like the spacesuit controversy they had a few years back, where it was just like women were complaining the suits were too bulky. I think it's a one size fits most. Uh, looks like I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. 
Adam Sandler is the voice of my childhood. Uh, he is the person that, like, every comedy that I watched seemed to be highlighted by Adam Sandler. But it feels like what this episode is turning into with Tulsa King and Stallone, with Spaceman and Adam Sandler, there's more for us to preview. I would love for us to watch this next trailer because, boy, the the theme music of this is one of my favorite theme songs in any show from my childhood. And, of course, we're talking about Beverly Hills Cop 4, Summer 2024, Beverly Hills Cop, Axel F. I almost admire you. Still Dude, I want that Detroit Lemons jacket. Running and cutting. Kevin Bacon amazing. always plays such a good bad guy. Doesn't get to you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, please. Your ass out there, okay? I'm gonna be fine. They love me in Beverly Hills. Detective Foley, you ever read your own files? Shootouts, disturbing the peace, a lot. Please tell me you didn't get arrested again. Is Twice that Joseph Gordon-Levitt? That's JGL. We put our lives on the line. Ooh, a nice song for what? Comes with yep. a job if you're doing it right. So how many people have you pissed off so far? Well, I haven't pissed off anybody. Yeah, 50-50. 50-50. Is it that high? So far. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, I don't know about you, Scott, but like theme song, the vibe, this seems like gritty, old school action, like fighting movie like we haven't seen something like this i think in years yeah beverly hills cop is an iconic franchise we're all hashtag blessed to be living for another entry into this story and i don't know was that mads mickelson saying aquel what i want to do before this comes out is i want to go back and i want to revisit all of the old movies it's only, it's three movies, right? I think so. Would you be down to do this? Rank them? Rank and file them? Sure. Yes. So right before the show comes out, which is summer of 2024, you know, that month yep. and day, we'll do a breakdown of the Beverly Hills Police Department. Oof. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> well, speaking of law enforcement... We've got to talk about the most viewed thing on Netflix in all time. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, according to that paperwork that came out from Netflix himself. Willie the Night Agent. I had not heard of this other than, like, from one friend. That's the only way I knew about this show. Are they and a they good like, friend? Yeah, yeah. My buddy Nick, he was like, hey, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm watching this show. It's called The Night Agent. And I'm like, okay, cool, uh, sure, tell me more about it. He goes, hey, it's an FBI agent that gets put on this desk in the bottom of the White House, and he has to answer the phone 
that never rings. And I go, all right, that sounds like something that I will never watch. So you just tell me how it is. <laughs> the following week, he's like, dude, it was really good. I highly recommend. I'm like, okay. But in the back of my brain, I'm like, never watching that show. <laughs> nope, not once. Never. I was so surprised. And I, I saw this article that said, like, the gulf between what we like personally and what America is actually watching, according to this Netflix document that they released. The gulf has never been wider. And and I agree because the night agent and then something called Ginny in Georgia or Georgia and Ginny and something else, like the top three things. I was like, I've never heard or cared to watch any of these. Yet here we are, The Verge, telling us that the night agent season one had... Hopefully I'm reading this right. 812 million views. <laughs> Listen, that let me is... go down the list. Let me go down the list, Scott. All right. Until Let's I reach do... something I know. Okay. The Night Agent, Ginny and George, The Glory, huh? Mm-mm. And then Wednesday, season one. Okay, I got that. All Queen right, Charlotte, all right, we got to four. Nope. Okay, there we go. Four. But damn. For those top three to not even be like... On my, hey, suggested list, I was very surprised. And I've heard that, like, Netflix will do this thing where if they figure out you like something, they'll know you'll go and find it. So they're not going to make those suggestions as, like, things you might enjoy. So this is probably something where Netflix's algorithm was like, oh, he'll find that on his own. Here's all these other things you might enjoy. And I I think Mm -hmm. that's a future criticism for another show. But Willie... We've watched the first episode. What did you think? As you know, Lurkers, we're going to go through plot, characters, cinematography, sound and music, direction and editing, impact, culture, and relevance, and our overall rating. And so I want to start with just plot and storyline. This thing came out in 2023 uh, in March, so it's about a year old now. I'm not going to reveal anything about the plot because it's all over the place, but like, what a weird show. At first, you watch this character who looks like this kind of young up-and-comer. He's got a baby face. And it feels weird for him to be an FBI agent. Yeah. On a train, creating this lovable moment between him and this mom and daughter. Into action. And then all of a sudden, the story transitions into this random relationship where, to me, it felt like the action thriller version of titanic when he's like rose you need to fight back i'm like (laughs) okay leo calm down (laughs) my initial rating on this for plot and story i'm gonna watch another episode i'm gonna give it a thumbs up begrudgingly i have a confession you didn't watch it no you watched the whole thing i watched the whole thing what the? Oh my God, <laughs> Willie! My wife and I are sitting down. We're watching this, and she had like, I kind of want to watch this. I'm like, okay, well, Willie just suggested we watch it for the show. Let's check it out. We watched the first episode. As soon as as soon as it was over, she's like, "That was good. Like, I want to see the the next one." I'm like, okay, fine. We can watch the next one. That's okay. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, well, at least I'll have two episodes and I can tell Willie that it was kind of good. And 
you know, we can continue on with it. Uh, but then we watched episode three. And there's 10 episodes. The next night we watched four episodes. And then the next night we watched the rest of it. Finished it off. Because our sleep schedule be damned. We had to see where this went. And it was that good? Dude, if if you liked the first episode, it gets better every single one. Okay. And I, I kid you not, like I, this was like a good book. I could not put it down. So for plot and storyline, just the starting point versus how it ended, I'm very biased, but thumbs up. Okay. Well, let me give the perspective then uh, for me as we get into some of this. So I'm going to have the initial perspective. And then, Scott, I want you to have that developed, seasoned, earthy perspective, right? You got it. Characters. Our main character is a well-known, super, super established actor uh, named Gabriel Basso. Uh, I don't think I've seen him in anything. Maybe he was in Ginny and Georgia and The Glory. <laughs> and that's uh, why we don't know anything about such him. things as Hillbilly Elergy. Yep. Um, the Whole Truth. Uh-huh. That, okay. Barely Lethal. Ooh. And the big C. I'm gonna let you figure out what that one is. And so, so he's a porn star. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 okay. I don't think he does a bad job. I think it's very believable. But at least in episode one, they don't give him enough to build off of. I think. I think like things move a little too fast, and they're a little unfinished. There's this whole narrative of like his dad being. A bad person traitor. or like a a traitor, right? Mm-hmm. And these random people show up to like try to beat his ass. And it's like, okay, this, what what are we doing here? In the middle of him like doing his special agent shit, these two random people show up. He, he was the standout person. Rose, on the other hand, at least right now, she's got nothing. These characters start out about as discombobulated as you are as the viewer. And it's a little off-putting because you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm just supposed to wait for this to be thrown in my lap. But what eventually happens is a very well-thought-out and well-planned-out character study on why they are making the choices that they do. We'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about it in direction and editing. But in the first episode, yes, you get cookie cutter basic here's a here's a man here's a woman they are thrown into this blah 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 nothing really to go off of but as the show goes on well developed well developed we're gonna zoom through this i i want to talk about cinematography and visuals that for me this is pretty expected there's nothing i think here that feels unsafe yeah nothing new nothing new it's very dark that's that's my Mm -hmm. biggest question in the first episode i wanted to shine a flashlight on the screen because i couldn't see anything and (laughs) this is something that kind of happens with a lot of things that want you to feel the grittiness and the the shadowy and like blah 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 like just we get it. It's nighttime. There's there's supposed to be no lights, but actually, like, if you could make lights so we could just see the people on the screen, and 
it's not a horror movie. Like we should be yeah. able to see what's going on. Throwing and a then, goddamn one watt, guys. <laughs> and then like, what are we uh, what are we doing for for the rest of the show? They they actually do go outside when the sun is up. So so that's a positive. Okay. And it's it's cloudy all the time where they are. So I don't know if it's rainy season, but it's like everything's just so dark. This gets a down, a big thumbs down from me, for that reason. I'm I'm with you on this one. I there. This doesn't do anything to push the narrative forward. It's almost like the cinematography is an afterthought. Yeah. Like, don't oh, we got to tell this story through camera? Got it. Yeah. <laughs> don't get me started on their graphics department later on in the show. Not, okay. not, a, lot of, not a lot of money was spent. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, the ever-loving section, soundtrack, and music. I think we can both skip this section because uh, uh, I got nothing for you, man. I, it was so inconsequential. Nothing stood out to me here. Thumbs Epis- down. Episode one. Sure. Every other episode as things build. I don't know. Uh, kind of like in the beginning, though, where where he's kind of talking to Rose. That sets off a precedent where any type of situation like that, they might kind of mute things. But when you, when you go on to the future episodes, the tension, Willie, the tension created by the soundtrack had my body shaking with anticipation. Like quivering wondering what was gonna happen i oh. gave this a thumbs up okay and this i am not rare for scott that. yeah yeah <laughs> all right uh i i want your opinion on direction and editing because you've seen the whole thing you understand what this director's goal was in shooting this elaborate story and right now i'm on chapter one i've got nothing to go on in a blink and you miss it kind of uh, startup of the show it sets the table as we're going to do flashbacks to set up story and then we're going to bring it back to modern day and every single episode has that it begins with a flashback brings it back to modern day pushes you into the future the beginning of the show makes no sense the second episode, you'll find out they bring more characters in. You're like, who is this person? Why are they here? What do they have to do with any of this? But it's kind of like a really nice woven tapestry where the braids get tighter and tighter. It comes together eventually. <laughs> and and it, it comes together beautifully, just like you and I used to. So you got to stick with nice. it. Thumbs up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Impact and cultural relevance. Scott, this is a show about a a special agent solving conspiracy theory level spy shit. Mm -hmm. How relevant is the overall plot? Because as I watch this, uh, the only thing I have to compare it to is something like John Krasinski's uh, Jack Ryan. I think you can compare it to any other show that has a white guy in an action lead (laughs) right that's what the first episode sets up yeah white savior you've got jack what's his face from uh jason bourne jack bauer jason bauer uh die hard uh tom cruise (laughs) 
Tom Cruise in anything All of them. he's in. Yeah. <laughs> Think of any white male action star. That's okay. Got Reacher, it. which we'll talk about next week. <laughs> but as the show goes on and everybody's making their choices, the overall message leans into like do the right thing, even though it's difficult, even though the odds may seem insurmountable. You, you still put yourself out there and do the right thing because it is the right thing to do. And so that gets a thumbs up from me or or like kind of like a mid. And there's a lot of government involved. It's hard to say like, uh, I'm a big fan of this. <laughs> you know, I'm just noticing this, that this is produced by the same people that made 24. And so if it's any indication of what's to come and the story and how it's going to weave into itself... I'm going to be a bit more hopeful because growing up 24 was, I I thought one of the best television action shows you could watch. It feels like that. The pace feels like everything's happening in one day, moves into the next day. Uh, uh, now that you've said that, that it, it definitely feels like a 24 like show. I don't have an opinion yet on impact and cultural relevance. Episode one does nothing. If anything, it's a hard thumbs down because it's a white male savior helps a damsel in distress. So So Scott. Yeah. Go ahead. So for the overall recommendation, Willie, you said you were going to give it a second chance. Now that you've heard me talking about it, you think that's a little bit more likely to happen? Yes. I, I think if this is produced by the same people that made 24, then yes, I, I have to. I'd say there's already been 800 million people that have watched this show. So, how that, that I mean, how bad could it be? But if you want to join the train, <laughs> I fully support you. I definitely fully support this show. And... No spoilers. They have already greenlit season two. Okay, Jack Bauer coming back season two. You heard it here, Inside Scoop. Thank you all so, so much for watching, for listening, for hanging out with us. Merry Christmas and happy birthday, Scott. If you like the show, tell a friend. And this has been a great year for everybody here at the show. We thank you so much. So let's remember... Be kind to one another, stick to those resolutions you got coming up, and we will see you next week.